Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome to the Grade Cricketers Special Series, Life Outside Cricket, where we catch up with Australian cricketers and try to get under the hood of their life and careers beyond cricket. Who knew cricketers had lives outside the game? Often possessing knowledge and interest in matters beyond wickets and runs. Who really knew? He goes, uh, we're doing this in conjunction with the Australian Cricketers Association in Promotion of Careers Week. So promoting the economic, social and personal benefits of career development for all Australians. Uh, today's guest, and we're going to have a guest every day this week. Um, today's guest is leading it off. He represented his country uh, and has represented his country 166 times across all formats. Uh, he's batted everywhere. He's taken the gloves. He's captained. Uh, he's amassed nearly 10,000 first-class runs and apparently can even bowl 140s. <laughs> so he's multi-skilled, uh, but it doesn't end there. Like, like the vast majority of cricketers, uh, it hasn't always been a saloon passage. And uh, would you believe it, he has skills outside the game as well. Uh, do they relate to cricket? Is he looking forward to life after the game? Does he want to play cricket forever and experience that pain for eternity? Let's find out. Matthew Wade, welcome to Life Outside Cricket on the Great Cricketer Podcast. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Wadey, if I can call you that. Um Tell us, what, what do you do outside the game? Uh, well, I started an apprenticeship not long ago. Uh, that was probably a couple of years ago that I, I started that. So I kind of I got into that when my career, I thought anyway, was coming to a grinding halt at the international level. And then um, things picked up a little bit more after that. So I haven't got back to that as much. So at the moment, in my downtime, I'm just spending it with the kids, um, playing a little bit of golf here and there. But um, that's because we've got tours coming up. I go away to the West Indies in um, just under a month now. So when you know you've got something coming up, it's kind of just spend as much time with the family until the next tour. But, um, yeah, my interests outside of the game, are, um, I've started a, a development company with a couple of my best mates that um, I'm sinking my teeth into. So that was the whole point of starting the carpentry apprenticeship just to get a few skills. So I wasn't ringing them up every five minutes to, to find out. Um, how to screw something off. So uh, that's how it started. And um, yeah, I think as time goes on over the next few years, I'll, that's kind of where my head will be out outside of the game of cricket. Nice one. Can I, can I ask you, Wadey, just going back to like why you started that apprenticeship or, or why you thought that your career internationally was ending because you played you played those those series against Pakistan, India, Bangladesh in Test in 2017. Then you had the India yep. ODIs. I think you captained four games for Australia in the, in that series. Is that, is that right? And then and then you got dropped after that. I mean, like, so at that point, did you yeah. – were you thinking, oh, this is it for me now? And you're only 29 at the time, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, at the international level, I probably did. That that was also the second time that I'd been dropped. Right. Um, not many times you see people come back three times, so I managed to do that. But yeah, I was I didn't captain the Indian series. I was captain um, for the New Zealand series right. just before that, um, and. I actually did my back in the first training session when I got to New Zealand, so I never got to captain those games. I actually flew home about two days later. Right. So that's where um, – and then I played those four games against India and got the sack after that. So, yeah, essentially I was captain four games before I got sacked for one day international cricket. But, um, yeah, it was just interesting. I, I, I played all right in India um, in the test matches, and then we went to Bangladesh and I missed out a few times and then the Ashes was coming up and they kind of called, they called Paney up from – from nowhere and, and yeah. he played that series and then that following summer they dropped me from the one days as well so it was kind of like bang bang um mm. i just moved home to hobart um my best mates owns his own carpentry apprenticeship and i was kind of like twiddling my thumbs a little bit um in the off season um to be honest i just need to get my mind away from the game of cricket and probably step into the real world for a little bit um it did amazing things to my mental space. So I started to enjoy going back to training. I was only training Adam Griffith. It was his first year as coach down here for Tassie. And mm. I only trained twice a week for those, for that six months. So I went and did the two main sessions with the main group. And then I trained outside the group. I was doing fitness early at five o'clock in the morning with my mate before we went to work. And then I'd have one hit in between that. So I was kind of like, I stripped it right back and I actually mm. got excited to go back to training and, um, get in the contest where it just came a little bit of a daily grind for me. I wasn't enjoying it as much at that stage. And, mm. um, yeah, thankfully it all worked out. Um, mentally, I got myself in a good space, and yeah, I scored a thousand runs the following year. So I've got an excuse to tell the coaches that I'm not training a little bit more now. <laughs> <laughs> Wadey, like, it's just funny that the themes that you're picking up on there that I want to drill into, especially in relation to like life yep. outside cricket and life beyond yep. um, your time playing the game. So you know, for people who who haven't played for Australia, which is most of us, uh, you know, sure. yeah, speak, okay, well, did you play for Australia? So, not yet. Um, <laughs> everyone dreams of playing for Australia, uh, but I can only imagine there's there's a certain pressure for those who are in the mix for it, who are actually in the mix for it, uh, with, with going right. I'm actually going to put everything on the line for this. I mean, so many people compete so hard to go up that pyramid. Uh, and even when you're really close, that you can, so close you can touch it, there's still no guarantees. I mean, you're just talking about there, yeah, you're in the side, but then you're back, you get a back injury. Mm. Um, you know, like like de- deferring all the skills that you could be building during that time for life beyond cricket, like yep. basically in a bid to, um, and maybe this is a crass way of putting it, but like to hit the jackpot mm. of playing for Australia. Yep. Like how, how do you manage that mentally, like dealing with the opportunity cost of trying to put all the eggs in the cricket basket, especially as a young guy. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. As a younger player, not very well. I don't mm. think any young player copes with that very well. I'm certain. I'm certain that I there was plenty of sleepless nights in my first four or five years. I moved to Victoria and, and took a bit of a chance to try and play there. My first year, I played um, nine Shield games and got dropped for Adam Crossway for the Shield final. So I was on a two year deal at that stage. So leading into that year, I was unsure of what. I was really doing. I, I did a plumbing apprenticeship before I'd left for Victoria. So I kind of threw that threw that away and um, let that slip. So I had nothing to really go back on. So for the first five or six years, it is a, a daily grind to try and um, establish yourself and put those fears to bed. Um, to be fair, I probably only put them to bed when I hit 30. I'm 33 now. So three years ago mm. when it starts to be, oh, well, I'm not playing just for the finances now because I, I feel like I'm okay there. Um, 
I'm not looking for the next house. Uh, I'm not looking for my wife. I'm not looking to have kids. It's kind of once I got to 30 and I'd done all those things, that's probably when I started to play my best cricket. I know it's cliche. Everyone says it. But it was more the off-field stuff than on-field stuff for me. I was comfortable in my life. And if cricket had ended the day after that, then I would have been fine. I'd I'd given it a good run and I'd sorted my life out outside of cricket. Mm. So, yeah, for the first 10 years, it is a constant battle. Um, Cricket's one of the hardest games you'll ever play. Uh, I said I played golf. That's probably the second hardest I've ever been <laughs> mentally. But it's just like, yeah, you can put work in for a week and then walk out and nick the first ball kind of thing and you're walking off. And as a young guy, you're thinking about, if I do that a couple more times, then I'm going to be out of a job. So it, mm. it, it is daunting. It is scary. But um, thankfully, somehow, I don't actually know how it happened. I got through the other side of it and kind of here I am now. But, yeah, it's... Mm. um. It's not easy. I feel for younger players when I see them come in now and they deal with it a lot better than what I used to. I used to kick cans and um, get down on myself quite a bit and let it go into my next performance, my next performance, Mm. and probably get into my personal life as well. Whereas the guys that I play with now, the younger guys that are fighting hard to stay on contract, they deal with it a lot better than me. Although I'm not sure that looks like it from where I stand, they deal with it Mm. a lot better than me. They find, find it a lot easier to get over poor performance and mm. um, not let it affect the next one. So um, that's probably got something to do with the people that are put around you. When I first started, there wasn't a good um, structure around um, state cricket to, to help players deal mentally with that side of the game. It wasn't really spoken about. I grew up, you know, I played with Hodgie and those guys and used to watch them and just think, you know, there's no way they're thinking they've, they've been through anything like what I'm going through this week or next mm. week. But um, the older you get, you realise they've done the the exact same things and I think it's just a better sharing environment now in the first class level. I think um, I can tell my story to younger players and I'm happy to open up. Whereas the older players, when I first started, certainly wouldn't open themselves up like that. It was kind of a hidden part of the game. So it's something that's moved forward drastically in um, cricket over my time. It's so interesting, Wadey, just, just the, that sort of moment in your career where you thought you, you weren't going to play for Australia again, right? And then you have a year off or a, a year or two away from the, the internationals or the test setup, rather. And then Pez and I were actually lucky enough to be in Birmingham when you scored that 100 um, at Edgebaston. And then that series would have been, I'm sure, one of the proudest moments of your life and just how finite that is. But just it, it, it seems to me you have a very sensible worldview about where cricket is in your life. And I wonder sort of where that comes from. And I know you had extreme challenges when you were a kid you were diagnosed with cancer at 16 and you, and you went through chemo and all that stuff and i wonder if that sort of um sort of gave you a, a, a more worldly view or it, you know cricket was placed in your life or it, a sensible place in your life that, that cricket had you know what i mean yeah absolutely that's exactly what it was i think it's, it's a, there was a range of things that got me to that to that space mm. um moving home was a big one for me i was in melbourne for 10 years didn't have a family structure around me outside of cricket. Most of my mates in Melbourne were cricket people or mm. sports people. Um, so to come home and actually have a life outside of the game of cricket and have people to put it all into perspective made a made a huge difference. Um, so I think that was a big part of it. Kids was a, another part of it. But then, like you just said, just accepting that if it all ends tomorrow or if this doesn't work out over the next 12 months that I'm okay with that. And it's, it's something that I still have to try and get back to now. I got back into the international team and you kind of, my wife calls it the cricket bubble. You kind of get yourself in this like mind space and this head space and it just, your brain just keeps spinning and you're thinking about yourself and your performances and mm. you kind of can't get out of the bubble of international cricket. Um, so I have to have constant reminders now when I'm playing that 
you know, not chase it so hard. You've probably heard me say that a lot in the press. I, mm. I feel like you just run and your wheels are spinning a lot at international level or cricket in general. You're chasing your next performance. If I get one more contract, then I'll be cool financially. If I, you know, if I can get another score, I'm going to be in the team for the next mm. um, few few games. So I think you get into that headspace and it's not really a healthy headspace. When you saw me at Birmingham, I was just free, you know. I mm. peeled off a lot of runs to get, it, get to that point. But I... You hear people say, oh, I, I, I don't really care. That's not what I mean when I say I didn't really yeah. care. I cared about my performance and I cared about doing well, but I didn't care about the outcome. If it didn't work out, then mm. I was really okay with that. So I think once I get into that headspace, I've become a very good person outside of the game and I've become a very good player when I get into the spin of international cricket then. Mm you find yourself just thinking too much about yourself. So I've been there. I've been in both situations. I find myself in the latter a lot more now than I did when I was a younger player. But as you said, no one's prepared for international cricket as a young player. I, mm. I In 2012, I started in the one days, played a few games, went to the West Indies and found myself in both formats. Brad Haddon had to deal with a family situation. I got oh, thrown yeah, straight into test yeah. cricket when I probably wasn't ready for that in terms of I was ready for the game, but I wasn't ready for the pressures and the travel aspect of um, international cricket. In a way, I wish I was only a one-format player for a period of time so you could go away, get a taste of it, come back, get in your own environment, do it that way rather than just being thrown um, straight into all formats and then having to deal with, you know, 300 days a year on the road. And, um, yeah. you know, I just didn't deal with that as well as what I could have. And there was no structure around helping people as much there. You kind of... You didn't want to say anything because, like you said, you've got a great opportunity. You don't feel like that you should be whinging about anything as a young player at that stage, but you have your battles. Mm. It's uh, so mm. many things come up from that, Wadey. Mm. I mean, just, just picking up on that idea of not wanting to whinge about it, and and you don't whinge about it, and the players don't, because I think most people recognise it's a it's such a phenomenal achievement um, and one that carries a lot of prestige and um, cultural cachet in Australia to play, but. Um, you, you are talking about things like travel and then the opportunity cost and being mm. away um, from yeah being away from home and and stuff like that. Do, do you think the do you think the public does appreciate some of those difficulties or is it just not worth talking about because you may just it may just come across because you guys are well paid uh, for what you do and whatever like it, it just won't be understood uh, that. that that it comes with a huge risk to, to try and make it as a, as a professional cricketer? Yeah, I think it's getting more understood as I think COVID's played a pretty big role in that for everyone. I think mentally the public understand that people go through their challenges being away, being locked in one environment. So I think it's getting to a stage where people are understanding more and people are opening up a lot more about it. There's guys pulling out of IPL and guys pulling out of international cricket now that would never have happened in the past and they're happy to admit that it's for mental reasons they need the rest or whatever. I don't think that would have happened seven or eight years ago, even mm. earlier than that, five years ago. So I think people are starting to get an understanding. But, yeah, but as a player and for the first 10 years of my career, there's no way that I would have come out and said anything about the challenges that I was going through. Like you said, I just don't think it's very well understood the – amount of pressure that the players are under and yeah we get paid really well but that doesn't take away from the the pressure and the amount of time that we have to spend away and um deal with all those things that's no different to anyone but i think yeah when players come out and talk about it i think it's quickly you know they get paid well then yeah. just shut up and play the game a little bit i think is how we've dealt with it in the past as an australian public i think um yeah it's starting everyone's perception about what we have to go through is certainly starting to change and understanding throughout all areas of sport, I think I probably, you know, I've, I look at AFL and 
those kind of sports. And I've probably thought in the past, you know, just you know, play. You get to stay at home, you know, six months of the year. You don't have to travel as much as what we do. Just you know, you know, shut up and and get going. Now I think I understand as well that they're under completely different pressures that you don't think about as well. So um, yeah, it's getting more understood widely. But you know, I, I still think there's players and young players that would not come out. And, express what they're feeling yeah. there's two sides of it you know i yeah. think there's a side of it where you do have to suck it up a little bit because you just won't find the other side if you don't mm. kind of find a way to mentally be strong enough to push through those really hard periods and the game of cricket everyone goes through from grade level all the way up into international level there's times where you would love to walk off the ground pack you get pack your gear up and leave the ground and go home and never come back again. That I mean, that's that's no different to walking off after you just get no runs in international cricket. It's the mm. same thing. Um, it's just that we can't really walk off. <laughs> we can't come. We can't. We have to come back the next week or the next day. Um, in terms of the the carpentry stuff, Wadi, I mean, how did that come about? I know. You, I know you worked on your house, which I presume you're in now. You sort of worked on that. Did yeah. you sort of just do that? It's good too. And you, it looks good. And, yeah, uh, thanks, you know, mate, yeah. <laughs> did you did you start working on that and was like, oh, I'll just do this for a living now? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> we, I knew that um, we, my best mate was going to start at my house, so I wanted to help out a little bit there. Um, as I said, um, I'm getting into the development side of things yeah. now as well, which was always the long goal, um, buy properties and then um, put townhouses or um, yeah. renovate to make a, a new house, whatever it is, in a development space. I, all wanted, I wanted to get into that space. So I kind of just mashed all together. My, as I said, I was slipping. I thought my international career was slipping away. I didn't mm. know if I was going to be a state cricketer for another two or three years. So I kind of – it was a bit of a mad rush. Get the ball rolling. Let's get something done here. I actually bought a little – how it really all started, I bought an investment property and um, I was ripping the kitchen out and I was going to put a new kitchen in and I rang my mate um, maybe – 25 times in an hour and i was like this is ridiculous i've got to uh i've got to skill up a little bit here i can't keep <laughs> ringing someone and asking 25 questions an hour so um that's kind of how it started uh, i didn't want to be a burden on the job side i'd prefer to you know know what i was doing and get a little bit hands-on yeah. with what um the development side of things that when i was going to go down the track as well so that's how it started um didn't think it would have any mental effect on my cricket or didn't think it would help my cricket at all but looking back it was easily one of the better decisions I've ever made for um, cricket and for life, like just to wake up, go to the gym at five o'clock, go on a job site for eight hours, jump back in the car, pick my daughter up, go home. It was kind of, it was a structure and normality that I've never had in my whole entire life. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that side of it. And it, and it, yeah, it, it certainly helped me out in my life and in my cricket. Yeah. There's another question I was going to ask now, but I just want to go <laughs> to you. Do you, you, it's so clear that you've, um, developed or, or found a, so much wisdom uh, from building your career outside yeah. cricket and the skills you've developed as it's applied to your cricket as well. If you um, were able to speak to younger Matt Wade, would, would you? what advice would you give him around investment in career or, or whatnot? And do you think it would have changed how you went about your cricket? Because it, it's something you kind of were forced to come across and, and, and address later in your career. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'd give myself any advice. There's young players now that I looked at are in the same scenario, although they've, they've got access and they do a lot more stuff outside of cricket, be that study or whatever. I probably was in a difficult situation. I remember sitting with my career and welfare guy when I was in Victoria and I was 20 maybe, and I was looking like I was going to play international cricket at that stage. And we kind of sat there. He was like, look, I can give you a thousand different things that you can go and do, but reality is 
Where are you going to be next month? Where are you going to be in 12 months? You can start all this stuff. I don't, it's not going to make too much of a difference because you're just going to be in and out, in and out. There's no real um, normality, like I said, around you can study. Now online makes a huge difference and I wish maybe I, I had a tapped into a little bit more online stuff. So when I was away, it gave me something to do outside of cricket, um, whether that was TAFE courses, whatever it was in the construction side of things to tap into. I think that's probably maybe I would have gone there a little bit more and done the online side of things. But going through what I what I went through for 10 years, I think gave me the greater appreciation when I got mm. towards the end. So Yeah, like you needed to I go through it. it. Mm. Yeah, I think you need to go through it. And as a young player, if your first five years, you have to give it everything you've got. Yeah. And yeah, you, you have the opportunity when the season finishes to do your study or um, go and do some work placement, whatever you want to do. I, there's still opportunities for you to do that. But I think as a young player, you need to sink your teeth into it early yeah. doors. Otherwise, you won't. You may not get past that first five years. That's the really challenging mm. part. Um, but as I said, guys are so much better at it now. It is amazing. Like I look at it, um, 95% of our guys in the squad who are younger players study at uni or mm. um, are working on something outside of the game. It's, you know, it's gone. I reckon it was probably the opposite when I started. There was probably 10% of people doing that stuff outside of the game and then the 90% were just going as hard as they could at cricket. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I wasted too much time when I was younger because I was playing so much cricket. Um, I think the opportunity for state players now is that you have four to five months off every year, so you should be able to get something done. If I had have spent six years um, just playing state cricket and wasting the off-season away playing golf, then I'd be disappointed in myself, but I kind of – I, I was I was on international tours and backwards and forwards early in my my life, so um, it kind of just went that way. And as I said, I think it gave me better perspective down the down the line when I got an opportunity to actually have six months at home. I was like, well, it's time to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how you even like think about work because you would have been the best player in every team you've ever played in, including like going to Victoria, then moving back down to Tassie, scoring 1,200 runs or whatever you did. Like every team you've ever played in, you've been like the best player. And if someone's telling you like, well, you could play for Australia, no, nah, I'm probably just going to go to uni, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't, I don't online you, course. Yeah, I don't know how you like yeah, compartmentalise yeah. that. No, nah, I'm just going to play cricket, yeah. actually. I don't know. Yeah, mate, there's been uh, – I haven't been the best player in all my teams, I can tell you that for sure. But – um. Yeah, it's been uh, – there's guys that I've played with that have started many uh, causes online and stuff and uh, yeah. they haven't got through them. It just, mm. uh, and I think to start something and not finish it, guys look like feel like they're failing. I don't think mm. that's a fail at all. I think it's a good starting point. Guys, mm. You're allowed to start something and not finish it, at least you're giving it a, a go. And then I think that probably stops players starting something, I think, is that they feel like they're failing if they're not finishing the cause or if mm. they have to defer – it's just reality of the world we live in. I think you're better off having a crack at it and failing at it or not getting through it than just saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I think yeah. uh, it's just the reality of the game we're in. Yeah. Situations change and mm. uh, you might not get through it, but mm. at least having a go is the most important mm. part. Because uh, Pat Cummins, he did uni, didn't he? And then his, his identity now that he's a smart one in the dressing room. Didn't, mm. didn't he say he completed like the cryptic crossword or some shit like in the... Yeah, that sounds like a bit of tax on of the, he's one of, He is one of the smarter ones, to be honest. Right, okay. I don't like saying that about Pat, but he actually... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. He actually... Uh, I don't know what's happened there. He yeah, actually yeah. Uh, he actually is... He's a lot smarter than Steve Smith. He buys a crossword book. <laughs> At the start of every summer, and if he gets two words in it, I'd be surprised. He got Pat, 
He's asking everyone in the dressing room, come here, come out. I don't know why you buy the book. You're not doing it in the end. You're just asking everyone else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to end up in Fox Sports yeah, with, a, yeah. with a captaincy comment yeah, there yeah, or something like that. Wade Ducks Wade Ducks Cummins. Is that an endorsement? Yeah. <laughs> Well, talking about the players, because you were talking about the bubble as well, it's still a relevant thing, with, especially with the Aussie men's team. Um, but just awareness of life outside the game and how that can actually help your cricket and help the the culture of the team. So, so when we played grade cricket, uh, it was almost like a faux pas to be someone who talked about cricket. Like when you mm. were off the field, mm. this guy's a cricket yeah, snuff, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't, oh, you like you don't, don't, you? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't I don't want to yeah. talk about cricket. I just want to spend <laughs> yeah. pretty much a part-time job playing the game, <laughs> but I don't pretend I like yeah, it. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to know how that translates to professional players, Like when, especially when you're playing international cricket. Like it's probably hard to say, but like, like what is the chat like off the field? What are the, what are the guys talking about, particularly mm. – the things that don't relate to cricket, you know, is there politics chat? Is there business chat? You know, cryptocurrency, uh, <laughs> social issues, or is everyone just uh, cricket oh, to, who plays video games? It's a bit of games? everything, eh? yeah. yeah. It is a bit of, bit of everything. You find guys like me talking about um, real estate or cricket. That's about as far as I venture. But then, yeah, you get guys like Davey Warner thinks he knows a little bit about everything, so he's uh, he'll have a dabble at politics, and you'll be like, "That can't be right. That's, that cannot be right." So he's one of That's those. That's what happens with the different, different groups. Yeah, I know. You just find yourself when you get out, you're a bit dirty when you get out, obviously, and then you walk yeah. in the room, and then there's all this chat, and like it's the only time you really just sit there and listen because you don't want to talk. It's like, oh. geez, there's a lot of dribble that's going on here. There's so much dribble, but, but um, yeah, I uh, yeah, at most of the time, it's. 90% of the time we talk about cricket. I, when I was a young player, I was exactly the same. I was like, I don't, nah, I don't watch any cricket and I don't want to watch any cricket. And I really had to force myself not to watch cricket because yeah. I thought, <laughs> I can't do that. And that's not, that's not the thing to do. Like, I want to, I don't want to care that much about it that if I don't go well at this game, that I actually have to pretend like I cared that I failed. So, mm. but now I realize that I actually really enjoy watching cricket and talking about cricket. It's, yeah, yeah it's, most of the time we're all cricket nuffies, let's be honest. Yeah. If you're going to, like you said, if you're going to put your Saturdays in and your Thursday nights in to go and train, then you obviously like the game. Otherwise, That's you right. wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love, I love the idea you just go out in the test match. So important that Dave Warner talk about politics. Yeah, it's right. Mate, just oh, right. Obviously, your teammates don't care that much yeah. about your dismissal. I'll wait, he's out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Invested in Bitcoin. Yeah, it's yeah. Got, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Clear the change rooms. That's about all. Get to the viewing boxes. Most most people do, but yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, everything. No different. To, it is seriously no different to any other game of cricket I've ever mm. played. My life to grade cricket all yeah. the way through to test cricket. Oh, outside of the boundary, it's the same game. Mm, there's yeah. like all those things that happen in the nets and in the rooms and in the viewing box, and then yeah. it's just the only big difference is when you cross the line, and there's mm. a lot more people and a lot more cameras and eyes on you. But the actual yeah. game out around it is. It's exactly the same for everyone. Who's People your, probably don't grasp that concept. Yeah. <laughs> who's your Who's your grade team down there? Excuse my naivete around that. That's all right. Clarence Crew Club. Clarence Clarence, Clarence Crew Club. Yeah, good yeah. boys down there. I I haven't got myself into too many games to be honest over the last <laughs> yeah. few years. You played for Australia. Um, yeah, yeah, my my old, my old man's president of the Clarence Crew Club. Oh, which nice. Is oh, nice. Interesting. Yeah. He's always calling me up, asking me if I want to play on a Saturday. I try and avoid it as much as that. I'm only joking. No, I'm good, I'm actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I just haven't, I haven't got the chance, unfortunately, over the last few years. But yeah, I'll get back yeah, into yeah. it when I finish and 
play a few games. Well, we saw it's pain. the only when, what's that? Sorry, sorry? I, was, I was just going to say I saw Payne. He took the new ball in the finals, so um, yeah. obviously some overs down there for yeah. you if you want them. No overs. I'm getting too old for overs. <laughs> I think when I finish, it'll just be the ego boost that I need when I retire. If I'm, it'll just you know. It'll give the ego a nice hit, I think. When I'm, <laughs> oh, you presume <laughs> you're going to score runs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Start, yeah. In, start in two. Oh, not yeah. if I, not if maybe bowl more. I'm going to have to bowl more. I think. <laughs> Did you, we're going to ask this of all the people we speak to this week, Wadey, on on the carpentry front. You know, like how uh, you've you've covered the mental side really thoroughly mm. uh, and, and and in yeah. a really in depth way. That's um been great to hear but like like on a on a practical front has carpentry ever helped your cricket i mean i read that uh you actually started adjusting the size of your bats uh to be sh- to be shorter because you had the carpentry skills to do that you know is it really? where else does it come in handy you know does your dad want you to do some stuff around there uh, at the clubhouse i mean yeah. what do you get called in to do yeah no you've You've read that I, d- I definitely did change the size of my bats, but it wasn't my carpentry skills that helped me do it. I was, all I was doing is taking the, the tops of the handles off, so that wasn't a big deal. No, nah, it doesn't really help me too much at all in the dressing room. There's always one guy in the dressing room that fixes all the bats and does all that kind of thing, so um, I'll just let them go about it. But no, nah, I kind of uh, – I don't, to be honest, they all reckon I just run copies anyway when I did it, so they, they give me more grief rather than <laughs> asking to help them out. <laughs> How many tests do you need to play before some guys don't give you shit on a work site? Like just 120? Oh, oh. I don't think oh, you could play as many as you wanted. It would make no difference, I reckon. If Shane Warne walked on a job site, he'd got some shit from the boys, I reckon. <laughs> uh, nice one. Um, Matthew Wade, thanks so much for joining us and giving us those insights, mate. I, I think people get a lot out of that. And uh, for those who want to stay with us every day, we're doing a show this week speaking with a different cricketer within the ACA about their life outside cricket, and it's been kicked off wonderfully. So, Matty Wade, thanks so much, mate. No worries at all. Anytime.